This is Purpose City, stories of humanity in action, presented by Executive Wealth Management. Guests on Purpose City do not necessarily reflect an endorsement of Executive Wealth Management. More than 6 million Americans are currently living with Alzheimer's. Between the year 2000 and 2019, deaths from Alzheimer's have increased 145%, and almost two-thirds of those in Americans are women. One in three seniors that die with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia. And 50% of primary care physicians believe the medical profession is not ready for this growing number of people with Alzheimer's or other dementias. And uh, those are surprising statistics for me, I think for anyone. And they're still big, vague numbers, unless it hits you personally. And we'll start with Barb. You're involved as well as... um, Jimmy, in causes for Alzheimer's, specifically in this case in the Brighton, Michigan area. And is this personal for you? It's extremely personal. Um, we have contributed uh, from our businesses to the cause for a long time. Um, this year, I, I'm co-chairing the Brighton Walk to End Alzheimer's with Don and Sandy Cortez. And the reason is, and I always knew that I would, but I needed time to get ready to do it. Um, I lost both of my parents to dementia um, five years apart. Uh, my mom first in 2013, and it was our first first exposure really to this disease. I, you know, we 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 know what cancer is. We know, you know, we know what a lot of these things are. I didn't know a lot about Alzheimer's except I knew of it. Right. Um, so it was my first exposure, and it was pretty shocking. Uh, and then shortly after my mom passed, we started seeing the signs in my dad. Right. And we lost my dad in 2018. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I knew this. I knew I was going to jump in big. Right. We need a cure. I mean, this disease has no cure. Um, so I knew I would, and I just had to wait until I could, and I was ready, and this was the year. And it's amazing it's so on the rise. Uh, and, Jimmy, how about you? My journey's a little bit different. I'm a nephew to the disease. My aunt was diagnosed with it in 2012, and we lost her in January of 2020. And very similar to what Barbara said, I knew what Alzheimer's, the name was, but I had no idea what the disease was. No one in our family knew. And it's the education, I think, that's important, right? That we talk about the cure, absolutely, but the education that people understand, right? You go back to years 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and grandma and grandpa were crazy, Right? No, they weren't. Right? There was early signs of Alzheimer's. Right. Right. And so you did share some crazy facts that um, it, it it's around. Right. Alzheimer's develops in the brain. They say up to twenty five years before you see any signs or symptoms. Right. And so it's the education like that that if we take care of ourselves now, it's not going to affect us later in life. So when did you get involved, or how did Team Susie evolve? Yeah. So uh, we got involved with the Brighton Walk specifically in two thousand fifteen. I got in the walk committee, hanging signs, doing all that good stuff. And then uh, after we lost my aunt in January, we started a nonprofit, Team Susie, to help caregivers. Because uh, a stat that really kind of blew our minds is 95% of all caregivers get no help. They right. do it themselves. And Susie would be the name of your aunt. Correct. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Aunt Susie. And my family was in that 5%. So it was uh, something eye-opening for us because we're not in the 5% of anything, right? So it's pretty exciting to, to have that help that we had and be able to help others. Because in that 95% of caregivers... That caregiver rate, that caregiver's health deteriorates twice as fast as the person they're caring for. Right. 
And that's a problem, right? They stop caring for themselves because they're so focused on their loved one. And we want to make sure that people focus on themselves. So, Yeah, and from my knowledge and experience, the caregiver, especially when it's somebody personal or they're helping a family member, uh, when the passing happens, it's almost double as hard because you've, lo- you've developed such a close connection with this person, maybe even stronger than you had before. They depended on you, and there's an intimacy there. And uh, it, it's tough. It, it, it's it, hard. It, 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 there's no way to describe it. Um, and again, as, as a nephew, and I don't even want to imagine putting myself in your shoes, but you say goodbye more than once, right? And so that's, that's the hard thing. Yes. Um, and that they're the only person in the room that doesn't know they have the disease. Yeah. Right. Right. And so there's that, there's that part where when you've cared for someone else with a different disease, they know it, they're working on it themselves. But when you look at Alzheimer's, they don't know it. And that really, that is the hardest part. I mean, you are literally losing them a little more day after day, week after week, you're losing them. Yeah. And then you really lose them. So it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a compounding, it's just, it's just awful. Like it, you start missing them long before they've sure, passed away. Right. It's, it's, it's very sad. And it's one of those things where people um, professionally, right. I talk to about insurances and things like that, whatever it might be. And they say, Hey, it's not going to, I'm not going to be affected by it. Don't worry about it. Right. But it's the people that walk in that have a relationship to it or know it go, Let's have, just have the conversation. Let's talk about these things, what planning's like, what this situation could be like, um, because it's too late, right? If, if you wait and you wait and you wait, and it becomes too late, right? And so the optimism that I think we try to bring through the walk and what we're doing here is to bring that change, yeah, right? Because we know that the person right now with Alzheimer's probably isn't going to be the first survivor, but it could be someone in this room. It could be someone listening. It could be someone's children, right? And that's what we want, right? That's right. the change we want because you can't change yesterday, but we can change tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, the more and more I've gotten involved with actually the walk this year and with the committee, and I've talked to people and we're, you know, we've tried to spread the word through our businesses. There are, I don't know how many families there are that haven't been touched by this disease. Right. I mean, it is, it's, it's like you said, it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's in the 90s now. Ninety percent are affected yeah. by it. Yeah. Right. So, what you guys are doing is the productive side of grief. You're at different levels of it. Uh, it's touched you a little differently. It's. We talk about these things a lot on these episodes for the fact that you know it's, it sounds trite to be you could become bitter or better, and I think helping other people in the same situations or what you learned and having empathy for others that could go through something you've gone through. Um, it helps your own pain. And, um, and I always say, it, maybe there's not a big answer for why sometimes we grieve so much, but if we didn't, then how would these other people get help? It's always the people that have hurt that end up building a uh, team Susie or co-chair the walk. You know, I think it's just the, the empathy, right? It's just right. The, I've been there. Why ever have someone experienced this with me, right? This sucks. There's no two ways to put that. You ask any caregiver, they probably use other four letter words that I can't yeah, say on this, sure. right? right? But and you don't want your next person, your neighbor, right, your loved one, whoever that is, I think, to go through that. And honestly, I've found that. I mean, and yes, I mean, the walk is important, and that's why we're jumping in. And, and there's big things to do, but there's little things to do too. So the more sure. I've talked about it, and somebody said to me, Lauren, actually, who started the walk here in Brighton, she said, "It's so good to see you finally, you know, talking about it because it was right, hard right. to do." Shout but the more that, yes, shout out to Lauren. 
Um, but the more that I've talked about it, I have found that there are people who were holding that too. Yeah. And as soon sure. as you open that door for them, then they get to talk about it too and they get to release and it's yeah. helpful to them. So even on a small scale, just in a, a daily five minute one to one face to face with somebody, you can help a lot. Right. Sure. And I'm not going to press you to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so let's move on to your never say no policy. I love this. Where do you work? What are you the co-owner of? And what is the never say no yeah. policy? So uh, my husband and I own Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton on Main Street. We've been there 72 years, 50 years in our family this year. Wow. Uh, and then nine, almost nine years ago, it'll be nine years in November, we opened Bink and Babs Boutique, the little women's boutique right. mm-hmm. down Main Street next to Brighton Bar Grill there. Um, and so... Um, yeah, we have a never say no policy, a nonprofit, uh, organization who asks us for an item in either store, uh, for their raffle, for their silent auction, for a fundraiser of any kind gets it. We never say no. Yeah. And that's true. I looked at your website at, uh, organizations you've helped and it's It's pretty incredible. Yeah. You had to go to really small print to fit them all out. (laughs) So I have a dear friend who, um, I used to do some charity work with and her name is Becky Dilworth. And she, her, her, her favorite saying was no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Sure. And that's, I mean, we can do something, we can do something. So we should, and why wouldn't we? So, um, we do, we do that. We, we love to, I mean, from every school who, you know, the PTO is running an event, uh, to, we have jumped in and we're doing some major sponsorships, um, in some organizations. Um, the walk would be one of them. Right. Um, the Ark of Livingston is an agency that advocates for people with I developmental love, disabilities. I love the Ark of Livingston. So we've been involved with the Ark for about 27 years. Mm. Um, Mark Howell has an organization called Fund a Life. Yeah, he's he helps, been here. Tell that story and yeah. your involvement in it. Another okay, shout so, out to Mark. Yeah, another shout out to Mark. <laughs> um, so Mark is the son I didn't give birth to. Ah. Um, he calls me a second mama. Um, we met when my oldest son, Mark, who is 29, was uh, deciding to really go for a soccer future. And um, w- that's when we met Mark Howell. He became my son's mentor at about, oh, probably 15 years ago. And, um, and then we just... We just became close. The families are super close now. We got to know Mark super well. He was the big brother. You know, my I have two boys. This was my older son. He was his big brother that he didn't have. Uh, so we just got to be super close to him. He coached him all through high school. Uh, he helped him make some decisions on college, uh, and they've just they've been close ever since. And so when Mark got sick, um, oh gosh, what year was that? Well, Gabe's. So I think it was eight years ago. Gosh, he's going to kill me if I, I get this right. But anyway, when Mark got sick, um, he was his son was about to be born, and Mark wasn't paying attention to himself, but he knew he had some stomach issues going on, and finally uh, went to the doctor, and they found out that he had a mass on his pancreas, but he was only thirty. So they said, "You're going to, you know, it's just a, it's a mass. It's it's on your pancreas, so that's important, but." It's a mess. It can't be. You're young. Right. And then we find out that it's, you know, a great big tumor. Wow. And so he had uh, a surgery that I think lasted like 17 hours. I think that the mass itself was maybe 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he, they had to do that Whipple surgery. I mean, extreme. So he lost, you know, they had to remove other parts of his intestines and whatever. And he honestly, I mean, it was, he wasn't expected to, 
make it. I mean, it was wow. just such a severe cancer. It ended up being Other stage that, four healthy, melanoma. He's 30 years old, about yeah. to have his first child. Played soccer all of his life, Played an soccer. athlete. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's a pretty good golf player. I've played with him. I'm terrible. So, <laughs> I say, Mark, I mean, he's the inspiration of Team Susie, right? Because what Mark did, and as he, many listeners know now, right? But fund a life, funding lives that need help, right? Yep. And so just when you look at Alzheimer's, that people need help. Right. right. And so again, that shout right. out to Mark again, because what and he's doing is changing lives. That's exactly what he's doing. And honestly, and I was telling Jimmy this when Jimmy and I've talked before, like we quickly threw a fundraiser together because there was just nobody knew this was such an anomaly, what Mark was going through. Yeah. So we knew he had to be seen wherever he needed to be seen across the country, wherever. And who can afford that? Right. So we threw a big fundraiser together. And within a few months of his surgery, first surgery, he's had many, he had other tumors come back. He's great now. Um, but within a f- couple of months of his first surgery, we did a big fundraiser out at Crystal Gardens. And I think we had about 650 people turn wow. up. And I think we, we ended up raising about $90,000. And that night, Mark said to me, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some of this and help somebody else. Right. <laughs> and said, he sure has. Yeah. Yeah, well, I asked him to wait until we got him clear, <laughs> right. and then, and right. then, so then he founded Fundalife, and that's exactly what he's been doing. He's doing amazing things. Yeah. So, in in brief, then, what is Fundalife? Well, Jimmy mentioned it. Well, Jimmy, what's Fundalife? Yeah, he's funding he's funding lives people that are in a life altering circumstance that yeah. need help, right? Uh, whether it's bills, whether it's whatever, Mark is going to step in and help. Whether it's capacity. an illness, whether it's a tragedy in your family, whether, you know, I, I mean, just... Endless. If you need yeah. help, yeah. That, that's what it's about. So he's doing the same thing we mentioned, is all these people are getting helped out of his tragedy. Out of his, I was yes. just going to say that. Out of his tragedy. Yeah. That moment, right? That moment, that first fundraiser, he goes, listen, why do I deserve this? I'm going to start right. giving it out. And that's yeah. what he's been seeing all along. Like, if somebody didn't have people in a community like I did, mm-hmm. what would they do? Yeah. Like, he, he's like, I wouldn't be here. I mean, he, we, he went to MD Anderson. He went to uh, the National Institute of Health. He went to, you know, he went, we were able to, he, he could go wherever he needed to go. Yeah. And that's the way things go. You have empathy. To me, compassion is when you move on that empathy, right? And you actually do something, community gathers in, saves his life. He's helping other families. It inspired you to start mm-hmm. Team Susie. Yeah, absolutely. And... And what does Tim Susie has done? So Team Susie, again, we are in an, uh, an infancy stage compared to Fund of Life, but we are doing that almost that exact same thing, but for caregivers. Okay, again, right. 95% don't get help. And so right, when we right. thought it was going to be respite care, you get help for someone comes in, takes care of mom and dad forever for a couple of days, take a vacation. Mm-hmm. And it turned into, can it be a ring camera or an Apple watch? Because my loved one wanders and I just need to know if they leave. Right. And so it's little things that people just can't squeeze that extra 300 bucks out to get that Apple watch that we can do that. Yeah. Right. And so, again, caregivers need the help because we're all going to be affected by Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What would be another example or two of um, your off the top of your head, like some of your I don't want to say highlights, because even the, you know, giving a raffle. Take or something is good, but okay. oh, yeah. tell us about Denim that. and Diamond. So uh, La Casa is the agency here that uh, works uh, in domestic violence. Right. Um, so they do a big fundraiser every year, and I sat on the committee for a few years now, and we've, we we are a major sponsor. Um, it's called Denim and Diamonds, and um, it's, a, it's a fabulous event. I mean, it's just a great event to come to. It's at uh, the home of Gwen and Stephen uh, Beard, in which they are amazing contributors to this community. And... Um, it's uh, it's just 
a great meal. It's out on their ranch. We donate a one carat diamond, but it's a $6,000 value. And uh, we sell a hundred tickets at a hundred dollars each. And you get to come to this event and you have the opportunity to mine for a diamond. Mm. So you literally, we've buried them in this big trough of sand and uh, there's, there's a hundred parcels in there and you come and scoop. And at the end of the night, we tell everybody which parcel number is the actual diamond. And so we sold out those tickets this year. So we raised $10,000 for La Casa with that event. Very nice. Um, Even at the boutique store, I will tell you, we do uh, again, never say no down there, but we have a program down there. And this is another tragedy paying it forward, which is a, it's just an incredibly sad story, but uh, Darian Locklear was a Brighton High School student uh, playing hockey. Uh, she was headed up to a practice in uh, Lansing area, I believe, several years back, wintry, snowy weather, and she was involved in a car accident, and she was killed. Her mom and dad have started the Darian Locklear Project, and they started it uh, with the mission that they were going to go out and spread kindness because Regina had kids coming up to her after Darian was gone saying, you have no idea what she meant to me, Mrs. Locklear. We were... You know, I was somebody who was sitting alone at lunch, and Darian would come over and sit with me. Mm. She she was just one of the kindest souls. So uh, family created the Darian Locklear Project to go out and spread the word of kindness, anti-bullying. And now they're even expanding to uh, doing a little bit more like what Mark's doing, where they're going to just help anybody who's in need. Um, so at the boutique we have at Bink and Babs, we have a line of kindness wear. So T-shirts and hats that all have a be kind message on them, and we donate $10 from the sale of each of those items to the Darian Lockler Project. Nice. So we just presented Gina, uh, Regina with another uh, check last week, and so we've raised about $1,500 for the project uh, just through the boutique even. So yeah, very good. It's fun, though, because you know not everybody says yes, and sometimes people just can't. Yeah. I love when like a student's coming in and they're doing something for their school and you can tell they've practiced their speech and they've rehearsed their speech and they're coming in and they're like nervous and they're scared and they're like, I'm going to get turned down and they come in and, and I've gotten to the point now if they're a student, I let them get it out because they need the practice. That's right? Right, that's but right. sometimes I'll go like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? Like it's just shocking. So it's, I, it feels good too. I mean, sure. it just, it feels good. Yeah. You know, when the, sometimes things are too close to you in these tragedy situations to have even the you're not ready or to have the the braveness like you even to, to jump in to be involved in something that's personally affected you but i challenge people to help somebody who is at that place right so it could be a simple if it is back to alzheimer's um if you're too close to it or maybe you don't have the time or whatever, you can still go to a walk, right? You can yeah. still walk a mile with your friends. Yeah. You got to go out and get a good walk anyway, and, and you're helping. You can Talk volunteer at a table. Yeah. Talk about it. Sure. Yeah, have the conversation. Yeah. Like Barbara was saying, like people, once people know that we're involved with Alzheimer's, the conversations come out of all, yeah. everywhere, right? Out the woodwork. Yeah, um, it's interesting because people want to talk about it. They want to get it off their chest. They want to share their story mm-hmm. and make sure someone else doesn't have to do it. And, and it's like that same theme. And a donation too. I mean, really, no donation is too small. Right. If everybody pays, you know, donates $5 and, you know, look at what that could build to. I mean, really, right? no donation's too small. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something we can all do 
at, at any time. There's so many needs around us. If we happen to be one of those people that have never had uh, a hard situation or a tragedy, then, you know, uh, count God yourself lucky. You. Yeah. 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 Right? Count right? yourself lucky <laughs> right. and help yeah. people who are right in the, with these kinds of opportunities. And then if you're somebody who has had these things, I mean, with uh, you, Barb, and Jimmy, these are great examples of what you can productively do with that. I don't know if you want to call it pain or that energy that mm-hmm. that stuff you got to work through anyway. Yes. You know, it really does help. It's yeah. a humanity. Right, right. It makes your heart feel better. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know, it does for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And when it, when it involves a person, uh, if it, a lot of these things aren't always um, tragic in somebody's passing, but it always makes that person to you feel more valuable. The situation, no matter how tragic it was, their life becomes more valuable when their life moved you to do this and to help so many other people. You know, you helped Mark. Mark is still helping people. Yeah. And he's able just at a minimum, I mean, he can live his life and be a dad. And um, he has more than one kid. Three. Now, right? He's, he's got, got three. twins. Yeah. Those two wouldn't have been around. The twins, yeah. Coaching, yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. He's actually his dream job. He is the Brighton High School varsity soccer coach. Wow. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And then you could follow it all along the trail as those kids are going to grow up. Two of them wouldn't have existed. One wouldn't have had a dad. And uh, when we're long gone the inspiration and the stories are just their lives go on and uh, it all yes. of a little effort. Mm-hmm. Yes. You put it a little more, a little effort in, but it just, it, it ripples beyond what we can even really track. I think you said it right. It's just, a, it's a little bit of effort, right? Right. It's that extra 15 minutes. It's extra five minutes. listening to the high school kid come in and do their pitch. Yes. Right. And then before you know it again, you have that relationship with Mark Howell and it's now what, 20 years later we're here. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it just, yeah, it's, Having that time, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've enjoyed this conversation. I want, I want to end it with uh, one. I watched a video on YouTube of 70 years and 70 gifts. Yeah. What was that? That was so fun. Oh, my gosh. I felt like Santa <laughs> Claus. It was so fun. So uh, two years ago, uh, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers hit its 70th anniversary, and we decided to give back because if it wasn't for this community, we would not be here. This community has been so good to us. And so we went out over a series of 10 weeks and gave away, or seven weeks and gave away 10, but we gave away 70 pieces of jewelry. So we literally, I made arrangements with, you know, the restaurateurs and, and such in advance. Right. I wouldn't want to just spring that on them, but said, you know, can I come in on a certain day? And so we literally just walked in and we walked up to tables and we had wrapped jewelry gifts and we said, hey, we're from Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. I mean, they looked at us kind of funny at first, but we said, we're from Cooper and Binkley Jewelers and we're celebrating our 70th anniversary this year and we wouldn't be here without this community. So we're out to say thanks and we have this gift for you. It was such a blast. Fun. The first couple of times out, again, people were a little like, hmm, is the jewelry store trying to sell me something? You know, kind of, it was a little, they were a little, but after it got out, And people were taking pictures and posting it on their social media. Look what happened or whatever. Then people saw us walk into the building and they knew what we were walking in for. (laughs) And it was just a ball. And you guys, the stories, I mean, there was a a family that was, uh, it was at the brewery. As a matter of fact, we did one in the beer garden at Brewery Becker. Mm -hmm. Um, Which has one of the oldest rare trees in the U.S. or something odd. Do you know anything about that? I don't, but I'll ask Matt because he... Google that. I found it. Uh, yeah. 
Anyway, he, he that loves now. that thing. It used to be Brighton Hotel, though. Well, there's a the family right. that, like, the mom, you could just tell, was, like, juggling everything, right? There was a, a probably a grandparent there was an older person, and there were kids, and there was a dog. Mom had the dog on the leash, and everybody was kind of all, we know what moms, I mean, everybody could give a shout-out to a mom, right? Because we juggle, and we carry, and we whatever. And so I'm like, that mom needs a gift. <laughs> And so she was one of the people that we picked and she was just over the moon, like happy, excited, like, you know, I mean, just, it was just that feeling of being able to do that. We had, uh, and you know, this has a little sad component to it, but there was, we did one during the, um, Kiwanis concert and there was a woman who was sitting alone in a uh, lawn chair. And so we did our thing, walked up, said our spiel, and, and gave her a gift. And she came in the store a couple days later. And she said, you guys have no idea like what that meant to me. She said, um, I was having a really rough week. She said, this um, is the time of year that I struggle with. She said, that was actually the day that my husband had passed away. And she said, I was going to stay home. And I was going to mope. And then I told myself, no, I've got to get out. And she got out and she went to the concert and she was sitting there by herself. And she said, and then you show up and give me a piece of jewelry. She's like, you, I just had to come in and tell you, like, you have no idea what that meant to me. So we, I mean, we were doing it because we wanted to just get out and gift and fun and celebrate and give back to just for, you know, being here. But it, it actually, I mean, it, it did some good for some people personally too. So. 70, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of gifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When's your next one? 100? 75. Are you going to do 75? Oh, heck yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Planning some other stuff yeah. too. We got a few years to figure it out, but we're going we're gonna to do it up. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, it just, it's, a, it's a huge testament to you. I remember when I got like, we were chatting a couple of days ago or maybe the other week, and you said, you know, Brighton's been so good to us. We want to be good to Brighton. Yeah. And it's just been something that's always kind of lingered with me since you said that these last, you know, really couple of days specifically. And it's just, it's giving back, right? You're knowing you're part of the community and this is an awesome community in that capacity that people want to work together and play together and be together. And yes, uh, to turn around and give back to the community, I think is pretty special. You know, we saw it even before the pandemic, you guys, we had customers who would see a piece of jewelry on a cruise ship on vacation and they would come back and they'd say like, I saw this and I wanted it, but I didn't want to buy it there because I wanted to get it from you guys. So can you get this for me? Mm -hmm. So we saw it before the pandemic, but I'm telling you, it was really driven home during the pandemic. The people who were reaching out to us saying like, what can we do? How can we help you? How can we support you? There's nothing like this community. Yeah. Yeah. That's really special. It's a great place. All right. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank Thank you, Ken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Barb. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As always, Purpose City is presented by Executive Wealth Management, and it exemplifies our core values of trust, community, and compassion. Hi, I'm Jimmy Plasky. I'm a certified financial planner and private wealth advisor at Executive Wealth Management. A lot of people ask about what we do, but it's not about what we do, it's about what we believe. And I believe that those who work with a genuine advisor are gonna see successes that others don't. And I believe this because of my unique experiences as a student athlete, and as a son of a business owner in the 2008 downturn. And because of these unique experiences, I want to emphasize three things in every meeting with every client, and that's to inspire them. Inspire them to make better financial decisions. I want to educate them. I want to educate them on these complex markets. Ultimately, I want to help them create a peace of mind in this planning process. The Executive Wealth Management and I do it differently through our Build, Defend, and Advance client strategy. If this is something that interests you or you have any questions for me, don't hesitate to give me a call at Executive Wealth Management.